What is going on, everybody? What is the good word? This is your man's the one, and you already know he is big storm, and this is the state of basketball. What's going on, bro? What's going on, sir? How's your week been? I know you've been yes. Oh, go ahead, everybody. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> how's your week been uh i know you've been uh struggling a little bit but uh just want to make sure you and your fam are good so how was your week uh the week was was up and down you know uh health wise you know being touched a little bit by this plague and you being like super extra precautions it still touches you that kind of uh, afflicted us a little bit more so that it just damaged all of our weekend plans. You know, we like to have a, a little Super Bowl little thing, you know, throw a little spread out there. And then plus this weekend was sectionals for uh, high school basketball. You know, my daughter plays plays up at Carmel. So, you know, it was sectional time and I didn't get to be there, you know, ah, all that crazy stuff. But I digress. But we had a great weekend. We had a great Super Bowl show anyway, so we had fun. What about you, bro? Uh, this week's been pretty good. Just um, getting ready for this new job. I got a welcome packet, which is new to me. Just gave me a <laughs> welcome box, like welcome to the team, which was new, but I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my son's uh, trying to grow up a little. Got him a, lover, got him a little gig and... Uh, Excited about that. Got accepted to one of the colleges that he applied for. So, sweet, uh, so far, sweet. so good. So far, so good. Sounds like a win-win to all of us as well, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, man, we got a great show today. It's going to be really fun. But before we get into that and bring our special guest in off the bench, we got to talk to a couple people about what they do for us and what they can do for you so first off we're going to start with our good man sean nugent over at talk to talk to rockstar realties if you want to buy or sell a new home make sure you get in touch with our guy sean nugent he'll get you all niced up over at 317-503-8322 and from there we are going to talk about our good friends zachary over at elite performance if you're trying to get that body in elite performance shape go ahead and get in touch with those guys they'll get you all niced up and where do we go from here we're going to talk about our good freeze over at aries at academy up at uh i think they're located up in noblesville talk to those guys about a great new thing they got going on with vision training for your sport to give you an extra little edge so make sure you guys talk to them so bro i know you're a pacer fan Yes, since the 80s. Talking about uh, Vern Fleming. <laughs> boy, boys don't know about Vern the veteran. I know about Vern from the Y. Vern and Vic <laughs> from the Y. That'd <laughs> be about it. But, hey, I was a Pacer fan long before. 
And then I left and I went to follow Magic and them guys over in LA. And I've been there for a while. But I'm gonna tell you exactly what come brought me back right here for both of them in equal value. And it's because of my wife. She's like, <laughs> oh no, we can already watch these games, bro. <laughs> and that's where I got. Uh, kind of back invested, not really invested, but back, you know, listening to my guy who we got next up uh, to chat with us today. You know I mean? He's the broadcast guy. I remember watching him play a couple of years definitely. here at the Pacers. You know what I mean? But, you know, listening to him and his analyst, uh, how he tells things uh, from the team and from the fan perspective on the broadcast, you know, got to, got to like to listen to his input. And then come to find out, uh, his daughter, my daughter, go to the same high. Like at at one point, went to the same high school. and They play ball together. So, what a connection! So it was pretty awesome. Uh, we've had him on the show before. So now we got him on the basketball show. So further ado, we'll bring y'all in to Mister Eddie Gill. What's going on, brother? What's happening, good people? I appreciate y'all having me on here today. Awesome. We appreciate you giving us the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime. Well, because I know it's right in the middle of the season. So it was it was like, uh oh, we got a good break, got a two day break. So yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, because these games coming fast and furious. They, you know, they're going to jam in 72 win. Um, obviously, we're on the first half of it right now. Actually, still waiting on the um, on that second half season uh, schedule to be released. But, um, you know, this first half is is they're at it. That's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh so before we get into a little pacer talk, um, let's let's talk about a little bit about your background. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, know you, you know, from the Pacers, but you've played in what six NBA teams? Yeah, more than I can count, more than uh, I can get on <laughs> one hand. Um and and 12 seasons and uh yeah, a handful of, of NBA teams played overseas a little bit. So um I've been all over the place. Basketball has uh, afforded me a lot of different opportunities, a lot of different cultures I was able to see. Um, obviously, playing at the highest level in the NBA was was a great, great deal, great blessing for me. Uh, enjoyed every second of it. Awesome. Well, I did notice that it wasn't like a major college or university that you went to. It looks like you're part of the JUCO uh, scene here because I played JUCO ball. My man played JUCO ball. So it's like a little small little click we got here. <laughs> yes, sir. I definitely started on the JUCO scene. Started out at College of Eastern Utah. I don't think it's JUCO anymore, actually. I think they moved up to maybe D2 or NAIA, something like that. But uh, definitely while I was there, it was JUCO. And, um, yeah, if you, you guys know about JUCO. It's a, it's a grind. It's uh, You go out there and – and it's um it's it's definitely a grind. You got to go out there and, and, and get it done in terms of your you know how you work. You know, guys, everybody's trying to get out of there. You know what I mean? Um, and I I play some some D league ball, and I, I liken it to that also. You know, it's, it's it's similar perspective in terms of trying to get to that next level. Uh, JUCO was just trying to get to D one ball, and um, now it's the G league. I keep trying to keep keep on saying uh, D league because uh, you know, but I haven't said that. It's been a G league for some time, but you know, when I was there, it was the D league. But anyway, um, mm -hmm. guys are trying to get to the next next level, but uh, you got to figure out a way to get 15 guys all on the same page and trying to accomplish the same goal. Definitely, definitely. Uh, that JUCO scene, you only got two years to, to do it. Make so it happen. You, right. And a lot of times you may not have the same equipment as your D1, so you really oh, got to go out there and do it all on your own. So I definitely um, – 
can understand where you're coming from for that perspective. Yeah, straight internal fortitude, internal motivation, um, you know, survival of the fittest. You know, all all the all the cliches apply to. <laughs> yeah, apply man, because you go them ten hour rides, man, in the <laughs> on the bus. <laughs> Yeah, man, you never forget those times. I, I will say that my freshman year was one of my funnest um, basketball experiences. We had a great group, um, and obviously, we, and we were winning. So, it, you know, you're gonna have a, a good experience there. In most cases, we ended up being 28 and five, and um, you know, won a bunch of games. And you know, it was a, a really good, talented group. So, um, that always helps when you're winning. But, but yeah, those bus rides, you, <laughs> you don't forget those. <laughs> Nah, bus rides and sack lunches. <laughs> yes, sir. You, you learn a lot. You learn a lot. <laughs> so, um, okay, now you you played overseas for a couple seasons, and I saw that you've been all the way over to to Moscow. Now, explain the how you can tell the dip, what the differences is, uh, or the more advantages that these younger guys have, or these younger players now have of going overseas. Than when we did at our age, because I think you're just a couple ticks a little younger than I am. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Moscow was definitely one um, one of the places. Man, I, honestly, I I think you know, obviously with COVID area things has changed for everything, but um, you know, I think the opportunities are still there. Um, I think it's actually you know, with anything, you hope that there's some improvement. Um, you know, back in the day, there was it was cases where you you know, so depending on the team where you were at. You didn't know if you were going to get paid. Um, you didn't know if you were going to get paid on time. Um, you know, some some of those types of things um, were going on for sure back in the day. I think FIBA has come in and, and put a lot of rules and regulations in to to hold these teams, you know, hold the, these teams' feet to the fire in terms of contractual agreements, making sure they they hold up their end. Um, so I think that's definitely better. Um, so you know, you, just like I said, with anything else. You hope there's some improvements and advancements, and I think they they have uh, in terms of international basketball. Not to mention just the skill set for everybody. I think it's gotten it's gotten tremendously better um, with guys working on working on the game year round, trainers and so on and so forth. Speaking of the of the training, the training thing, um, it looks like you got two things going on. Like you've had the training thing all all out for a little bit of time now, but you got something new going on with. Uh, uh, IPS or the Indianapolis Public School System called Achieve. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? That's right. Yeah, I'm I'm super fired up about this one. This is um you know so I got a real passion with with working with the youth. Um, I've done it for a number of years. Even while I was playing, uh, the NBA does a good job of trying to get back into the community with with different camps, clinics, um, so on and so forth. I've always had a passion with that. So I started all out as you referenced. But this Achieve is a different program. It's a youth development program. Uh, trying to get into the inner city, you know, and afford, you know, some of these kids with uh, access, um, opportunities, conversations, just really trying to get them engaged in different opportunities that they otherwise wouldn't. Um, get them engaged in conversations and, and being able to see life from a different perspective. Um, so I, I've had three sessions up to this point in which, um, unfortunately, they're right now they're virtual, in which, we, you know, I get with these this group. Um, from Positive Supports Academy um, and really just trying to talk to them about different things that are going on. Um, we called it Achieve just by virtue of, hey, you know, where I want to meet the kids wherever they are, um, establish certain goals, establish certain habits and look to achieve um, something, whatever that is, whether that's graduation, whether that's a homework assignment, whether that's a career um, endeavor that they'd like to you know, pursue at some point in life, um, collegiate aspirations, 
um, what, whatever that may be, we just really mapping out a process to, to where we're going to get them there. Um, and, and they themselves will be accountable, be able to own it and, and really have real uh, confidence in what they're doing moving forward. Awesome. Are you still uh, accepting applications? How, if one wants to be a part of that, how would they do that? Yeah, that's a great question. So ultimately, long-term goal is to, to, to grow the program where there's more of me, right? Um, I, I have more, uh, you know, positive individuals looking to create a positive impact in, in the community. As of right now, it's just me. Um, uh, my schedule is, is fairly uh, busy as it is right now. Um, so right now, I'm, I'm just working with this school um, independently, um, but definitely looking to, to grow it and, and, and work with other schools as well. I'm open to any conversation right now to answer your question. That would just be to contact me and we have the conversation and see where it goes um, in terms of what that demand may be, what the scheduling may look like, um, what, what, the, what the need is, all of those types of things. I'm not turning down any conversations, but in terms of full-blown commitment to um, adding additional schools or additional participants, uh, that's where the conversation lies. Well, I can tell you this. I know BW Sports One, we have always been in trying to rebuild um, our communities. And right now, the state of Indiana is our community, regardless if we're as if you are in Carmel, um, you're doing this with the Indianapolis Public Schools is regardless of whatever community that we come from within this state. We are one community and we've always been about rebuilding and helping build our community as best as we can. So I can tell you this, speaking for myself, I'm sure I speak for Storm and I know I speak for Dan, who you've met before. Yep. Hey, man, we're on board. Whatever you need us to do, we can help out with that. Guaranteed. No, no I appreciate that, because like I said, ideally, um, and, the, and the vision is um, to really grow it. You know, just being able to provide some positive influence in, in some of these kids' lives. Um, had a conversation. Actually, it's, it's just about every Monday morning is what I'm doing. Is what I'm doing. I had a conversation with a group yesterday morning, and um, one of the young ladies that's involved in it because it's, it's boys and girls. Um, she, you know, I could tell she was kind of down in the dumps and trying to, you know, really just engage her without beating up on her and prying stuff out of her. Um, every time I, I did ask a question or try to you know, break some of that ice. Um, she just kept on responding. It is what it is. And that was really disheartening to me in terms of she just it, at that moment, she feels like there was nothing more that she could do. Um, there's no other solutions. It just is what it is. And she was just going to, you know, wherever, wherever that took her, she was going to live with. Um, and, and that breaks my heart. Um, yeah. So, so Definitely. again, it's a work in progress. Um, it's something that I'm committed to. And I'll give you one other quick story about another kid in that same group. Last week, uh, it was my first uh, session with that group. And the kid, he asked me, he said, um, you know, we've had, you know, in so many words, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. He said, you know, we've had a, a number of different people come in and say they're going to do this, you know, this, that, and other, whatever it may be. And they come in once or twice, or we see them once or twice. And then after that, you know, that's it. We, so my question to you is, will we see you anymore? Will, will you will you be here? Will you are you committed to this? Basically, you know, that like, again, I'm paraphrasing and again, broke my heart. Right. Um, not because I'm not committed because I'm 100 percent in like there's no there's nothing stopping me from being a part of it. But the fact that that's what that, that's what that's his reality. You know, someone popping in and out of his life and disappointing him and, and those types of things. Um, 
you know, having said that, we want to make sure that we hold them accountable, make sure they they you know bring something to the table and engage and so on and so forth. But the fact that that's his reality and and so many kids' reality, you know, they ultimately just need people to count on and that that they can rely on and be like, I know that person's going to be there for me in some capacity. So, so that's what it's about. Um, and you know, when COVID, it, it, you know, hopefully it, it goes away at some point here soon. <laughs> right. Um, my my goal is to get you know some of these kids some of the, some some experiences that they otherwise wouldn't have access to um you know out and about and that kind of thing so again that's down the road but right now it's a virtual experience um and 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 we'll just do the best we can with it as of right now so uh, i know that's a long-winded response to your question about how you can help and be a part of it um but like i said ultimately one day this thing is going to be gigantic in terms of the people that are, uh, you know, trying to be servant leaders in the community. Sounds great to me. I love it. Mm-hmm. You got something Same here. Same here. Yeah. I, I just kind of want to turn it around to the league now. Uh, oh, well, hold on. Before, before oh, we okay. get to the patient questions, we got to take, <laughs> we got to pay a couple bills. So um, we'll get, we'll get right back to that patient thing. Hey, but one last thing I wanted to ask you about, all right, now I know you, 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 your kids are up at um, up at playing college college sports. I think they're both playing ball, but I want to know about this this uh, diversity and yachting thing that your son is doing, man. Yes, that sir. sounds interesting. Yeah, man, he is. This thing is he's taking a snowball, and this thing is an avalanche right now. Um, you know, when the George Floyd incident happened, uh, atrocity um, happened. W- you know, we as a family were were pissed off, just like everybody else, or I shouldn't say everybody else. Mo- you know, most most people. Um, you know, so and, and my daughter in particular, she when she gets going. You know, you've seen her out on the basketball court. Um, just imagine that in the house all day long. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, to people that, those that don't know, my daughter uh, has passion and energy, and she rolls out of bed on fire. Um, so that, that's what she's about. And, um, my son is a, is a little bit more, he's the, the calm one, but he also has a passion of, uh, around certain different things. So we were all upset about that. And obviously there was a lot of momentum going on with, with that and, and the whole social, social justice issues, um, for good reason. So we, we talked about, okay, what, what are the solutions that we can kind of try to provide? What can we do about some of these things that are going on? How can we play a part? Uh, and, and make things a better, make a better way. Um, so my son is a super outdoorsman, loves to fish. To this day, he's a collegiate uh, scholarship athlete, scholarship basketball player for Grace College. If you ask him right now, you want to go fishing or play ball, he's gonna say, "Let's go fishing." Uh, um, so that's what he loves to do. Um, and and all throughout his life, people have, have you know see him as an athlete. They view him as an athlete. When they find that he's an outdoorsman, they're like, "Man, what, these things don't go together." <laughs> these, the two of these don't go together, and in large part is because of you know societal stereotypes and and how you project on people and what they what you know what the visual looks like, and he doesn't look quote unquote look like a fisherman um, or an outdoorsman. So, um, with that in mind, he wanted to try to provide um, an outlet for this 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 demographic or not this demographic but this industry and and really provide an outlet to the inner cities or diversity and inclusion and really just make it 
quote unquote, okay uh, for black kids to want to fish or even know what fishing is or know what um, boating is or know what, you know, some of these other things are outside of, um, you know, basketball and football and, and, and whatever other stereotypical things the inner city kid is supposed to do um, or black kid for that matter. Um, so he's, it's called journey for a cause and he's, and he's already partnered with this huge boating company. They do, they're donating uh, a, a boat to him and for the cause. He's going to go down to southern Indiana, get on, get on this boat, and make a number of different stops along the way until he gets down to Navarre Beach. And um, really, again, it's just trying to create some some access, some awareness, um, and, and really want to support some some organizations that are really behind the cause of diversity and inclusion. That is dope. Make sure you get that in is. touch with me when he starts that, because I want to make sure we put clips and stuff up on the pages about that, yeah. man, because that's yeah. pretty hot. But yeah. before we get, before we break off, I want to tell these people this story. You probably don't remember, but once I get going, you're going to remember yeah. this story. So this is the first time that I really met, met you. So we were, it was the summer where the eighth graders were coming into the high school and you know they were playing that that one month in July where they take away all the the uh, AAU stuff shuts down and they have that one month of high school where they like spar so to speak these little yeah. little all-star not all-star but these little tournaments so to speak between the high schools it's the month of June yeah mm -hmm. right so uh Mac was playing with the 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 Carmel team she didn't even play with the they skipped the the whole freshman deal she was yep. playing with the JV and this and the varsity mix. Yep. So she's playing with the head coach and the varsity team, right? So that's when the first time I really got to see your daughter Kiara play. Mm. Wow, man, did we miss her defense and leadership this year? Woo, we had a great year, but woo, I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> We'd still be playing if she was there right now. But <laughs> that's the first time I got to see her play. But I don't even know what the situation happened. But something happened. We were up like 15 points, but that was beside the point. And he was like, yeah, it's principle. They held up the game because he's arguing oh, yeah. with the referee. <laughs> I don't even remember what the call was about, but this was hilarious. So we got all these people in this jail. We're over at Ben Davis, I think it is. BD, yep. <laughs> we got all these people in the jail. It's loaded. And he's on the side. I can see Kier over like this. <sighs> I was thoroughly entertained by this. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Do you remember what there was a reason for? Well, it, the game had just started, and um, and yeah, I think you know our girls were, were were doing well, and it was nothing about the score. But I can remember it was like six consecutive possessions on each end of the floor. Actually, it wasn't even it wasn't even about. It wasn't even about me arguing that he wasn't or the referee wasn't making calls for our team. It had nothing to do with that. And um, he had and like the, that whole sideline, all the parents, like every time the whistle blow, everyone was like, what is going on? So finally, and I'm not one of these people and you, you've you've seen me at, at the game. I'm not one of these people that's just screaming the whole time or losing their mind because I always I always think to myself, like, why are these parents screaming like the coach can't hear you. The referee can't hear you. Like, what? Like, what are you screaming for? You're just screaming like just so the people inside of your circle can hear. Um, so I've always made a point to like, if I'm going to say something, you you will. I'm going to wait till the gym is absolutely silent, 
and whoever I'm talking to, most of the time, it's my daughter. I'm tell, I'm, t- I'm coaching her up on what she should be doing out there. That's like 98% of the time. But this happened to be the the one of the 2% of the time where I was talking to uh, the official. But he had just run past the sideline right in front of me. And I said, dude, no one is here to see you. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that's exactly how I said it. Like, just how I'm talking to you guys. Like, dude, no one is here to see you. Like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Um, so he, for some reason, he felt like he was, uh, like he was going to flex or, or whatever it was going to be. So he, so he decided he was going to eject me for saying that he blew the, he, he stopped the game and said, you got to go. And I was like, what? what, like, what is it? Because I said, no one's, no one is here to see you. Like all these people in the gym, no one's, no one came here to see you. Like, so you're mad. So you want to inject me for that, eject me for that. And, uh, so that's how that happened. And then he came over it. And he like he I guess he thought since he blew the whistle and said that that I was gonna like gather my things and walk out and walk out. Of that. <laughs> um, so so he came over there and I was like, man, I'm sorry, you you need more people. I'm I'm not going. You need to go find some other people. Like, so we'll be here for a while. So that's that's kind of how that happened. And um, yeah, that was like my wife does not think that moment was very funny. <laughs> oh no, no, no. There were she, the two most was, not happy was, women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, both of them were not happy. Yeah. My daughter, after the fact, was she was kind of laughing about it because I like you said, you've seen her play, so she's like she's got um probably some of a lot of me in in her and when it comes to that. Um but yeah, I was just like, dude, I'm sorry, you need more people. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> oh, and it was like I think it was like what a minute and a half left in the running clock. Oh my god, it was probably a good fifteen minutes. Oh, this was great. I, this I'm, was thoroughly entertaining. <laughs> it, it was, it was, it was definitely comical. Uh, and then, uh, then my son got got involved, and it was, it was a mess for a minute. So, yeah, it, it was. Uh, we do, we do laugh about that quite a bit every once in a while. Um, so, yeah, I do remember that. All right, awesome. So let's um, pay some bills real quick, and then we'll come back and we'll talk a little Pacers. Yep. Get ready to take your body to the elite level of performance. Call today to set up your free evaluation. 765-499-1005. Elite performance, where the dream of elite fitness becomes a reality. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering, if you're ready to buy or sell that home, now's the time, and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself. 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. All right, all right, folks. I know that's why y'all came to see. Y'all really want to hear him talk about these Pacers. <laughs> so, Storm, I know you itching. So, you go, and we're going to try to make sure that we keep you out of HR in the morning. So right. don't worry about that. <laughs> you, you you can ask whatever you want. It's, it's on me to answer or not. Right. So um, I'm just going to get in there. I got a few. But the first one is uh, 
What do you think the biggest obstacle is for um, the new coach, Nate, and this team thus far? What do you feel like the biggest obstacles are? Um, I would say the, the, the biggest things and biggest, big, biggest issues up to this point um, are probably just the, the consistency of the defensive end of the floor. And then also, um, with that said, just being able to rebound the basketball Um with with some of these you know elite teams, if you don't rebound the basketball at a, at a really high level, or at least on par with what they're doing, it's going to be hard to win the game. Um, so I think the, defensively, uh, playing consistent defensive basketball, because um, I think offensively, I think they've been great. I, I think they've been great. A lot of guys are on 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 career pace in terms of what their production is. Uh, they've been they've been fantastic in that area. Only only a couple spots that you can point at throughout the season where they struggled offensively, um, which is to be expected. You're not going to, you know, make every shot every night. So that there, there'll be um, some ups and downs there, but they've been really good there. Um, defensively, I think, is where they've been uh, a little bit inconsistent and got to sure that up. So when you say the defensive side of the ball, um, are we looking more on the perimeter side of it? Because, I mean, I think the, the interior defense is being played pretty solid with Miles. I think he's uh, leading Gobert by, I think, like, what, eight or nine blocks for the total blocks uh, mm-hmm. for, the, the, for the league. And I know Sabonis is playing, I think, the best interior defense that I've seen him play since he's left Gonzaga. So do mm-hmm. you think that it's more of the perimeter defense? Yeah, I, I would say it's a perimeter defense, but I would include uh, the bigs in that too. So you mentioned the, the rebounding. Uh, Demontis Sabonis is an amazing rebounder. Miles Turner is an amazing rim protector. The, you know, they're two of the best, you know, at those particular skills. Um, however, I would also include them in just in some of that improvement when you're talking about pick and roll defense, for example, uh, being able to stop the basketball. Those bigs are up there. They have to show, they have to slow the ball down. Um, if not, you know, the the offensive um, player can really get into the, the teeth of your defense and, and wreak havoc on you, whether it's drawing fouls, get to the rim for finishes, uh, kick outs for open threes, which is where one of the places um, the Pacers have struggled in terms of giving up a, a high three-point percentage. A lot, of, a lot of that is in large part of giving up dribble penetration. That's where it starts. Um, you know, it's not like teams are just coming down, making one pass, and somebody um, is, is knocking down a three-point shot. It starts off with dribble penetration. So, um I think Miles being down there is somewhat of a gift and curse as a perimeter player. And I've been in that situation. I played with great shot blockers, you know, in, in, in Portland, I played with Theo Ratliff for the Pacers. I played with Jermaine O'Neal. Both are incredible shot blockers as a guard. In my mind, if I know if I have one of those guys behind me, I'm going to pressure even more. I'm going to take a little bit more gambles, a little bit more risk, knowing that if I do get beat, that guy is going to go down there and cover up my mistake in, in some cases. But the cases that he doesn't, you know, maybe he doesn't get to it in time or he's the, he's there early. And now that that guy kicks it to someone else for a wide open shot. So it's, it's definitely definitely a challenge um, for everyone um, when you're out there on the perimeter. Um, not to mention, you got to give some of these teams credit. You know, all, it, there's no nights off, especially at that point guard position. You know, all these guards can make plays. So um, they just got to figure out a way to make it happen. You know, if it, if it were easy, everybody would be doing it. Um, so. I think that that would be the the main place where um, it's been a challenge up to this point. Storm. All right. Uh, I got another one. So the league introduced this all-star game and a couple of 
Whew. players have uh, voiced their opinion on it. What What are your thoughts on uh, how they just kind of put it out there without necessarily involving the players? Yeah. Um, well, first, I will say that, they, you know, the NBA and the NBPA, the, the, um, the Players Association, did negotiate this and talk about it. And, and amongst themselves, they decided to do that. Um, but as far as the players, you know, voicing their opinions and their, their displeasure of it, I totally understand um, because right now they're jumping through all sorts of hoops just to get through the season. Um, obviously, we know COVID is alive and well, and and just to get through these games, these you know guys are asked to do so many different things. You know, if they're traveling, they can't go. You know, just be out and about as they typically would, whether it's for 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 dinner or simple things like dinner and that kind of thing, or hang out with amongst teammates. There's a lot of things that they aren't supposed to be doing as much as they were. Right. So and to keep everybody safe that, you know, that's what the NBA is kind of put in place. But now to say, um, oh, we're still going to do an all star game, though, in Atlanta, um, you know, that's right. You know, you got all you got all your you got the best players all <laughs> in, in Atlanta. So you, you open yourself up for for some opportunity for guys to. um yeah. Lemon pepper, lemon pepper wings. Right. <laughs> you know, and 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 uh, Atlanta never shut down, so to speak. You know what I mean? It was still just free, let me go, do whatever I want. And yeah. you take the All Star Game away from Indiana, who is grabbing all of these things because our protocols with these functions, and we don't have to host large events. We're pulling all this stuff in. So if yeah. you were going to bring all these guys together, why would you move it from a place who is known to be putting things back together? Like we were the first to really get the youth stuff going back over the summer when the right. COVID stuff was in full bloom. But all of these tournaments were being come here because we were on point with all of our things. So I'm a little angry with Turner. I'm just telling you exactly. That's why it's in yeah. Atlanta. Because <laughs> yeah. Turner sports. Sure. Yeah. There's, yeah. I mean, and, and that ultimately this, um, the NBA, you know, is is first of all, I say I will say that they, I think they've done a great job uh, of handling this. Um, ever since March, you know, they shut down and then they got got that going, and, and the bubble um, experience was incredible. It was it was amazing to see them pull that off, and um, you know, even up to this point in this season, I think they've done a great job. But uh, from a business perspective, they definitely took some L's last year uh, and, and they're trying to get it back in some shape, form or fashion. And I guess this is uh, one of those. Um, but, you know, to your original question, I definitely understand why players might be balking at this idea. OK, uh, I got another one. Um, what do you think the Pacers need to do, in your opinion, to be a legitimate contender in the Eastern Conference final. Not that they're not now, but at the mm -hmm. same time, I feel like when they go again elite go against elite teams, we what is that missing piece? And if you know anything about Levert as far as you know his status, any inside, if you can share that as well. Go blue. <laughs> yeah, go I hear that. Blue. I hear that. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll I guess I'll work uh I work backwards. Um, first of all, it's unbelievable blessing for Karis Levert to get traded and then have to go through that physical to the, for you know for this thing to even be discovered. I think he if he stayed with Brooklyn, they would he would still be playing right now. We we wouldn't know. Um, so great for him in terms of his long term health, um, and I think he's going to be a great addition once he is ready to play. 
he and TJ Warren are both out. And that leads me to, you know, to your initial question is, you know, what do they need to do? And I got to say, stay healthy, <laughs> stay healthy. So we can see, um, you know, last year, that group, the projected started lineup. Uh, some people don't know. They only played 86 minutes together the entire season. Um, wow. Last year's projected starting lineup played 86 minutes together. That team ended up finishing the fourth seed um, last year. This year, it happens again. T.J. Warren, who was, who was last year's leading scorer, and we saw how he erupted in the bubble and what's he, what he's capable of. Now you don't have him from a scoring uh, standpoint, and he also showed us that he's one of the premier defensive players. Um. So uh, I think stay healthy, so we can make a true evaluation of of what of what of what we really have. Now, obviously, that you know that injury is a part of the game. That's out of our hands, um, but I think that's in all honestly one of the one of the biggest pieces. Okay. So do you like? So do you think we need a superstar, or because it's it's really hard to say, you know, because I don't think there's a true superstar. We got a lot of good players a lot of um, high-level players, but I don't think we have, like, a star. Um, do you think we need a star? Do you think Levert can be a star of that that type of caliber player, or is it that <clears throat> we're going to continue to do this? Um, uh, well, Miami still has a star, but you know what I mean, this this yeah. group effort of work committee, world yeah, players. Yeah, and I think that's the Pacers' way is doing it by committee with a, with a, 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 a group of guys who can really get it done, a number of guys who can go out and get 25, 30 on any, any given night. Um, traditionally and historically, they've been a, a solid defensive team. That slipped a little bit up to this point this year. Um, I think they can get it back because they had the same group uh, to, for the most part that they had last year. So I think they can recover defensively. But as far as a superstar, it, a lot of times, you know, we haven't seen it in, in free agency. You know, guys just aren't choosing "quote unquote" superstars. You know, and and superstars we look at, you know, top ten, top fifteen players in the league. You know, for whatever reason, they're not choosing uh, Indianapolis to come and, and play and play ball, right? So, um, you either got to get it in the draft or you got to get it in the trade uh, acquisition. Those types of ways to to get "quote unquote" superstars. But I will say. Um, the, the team brand of basketball that they play is fun to watch. It's, it's, it's fun to see guys go out there and do that. And um, again, if they're healthy, I think there's no reason why they can't go and compete and, and have a real shot at, at um, you know, that, that top four, those top four seeds in the East. See that kind of, that kind of, I think you opened up a question for us that we, I know a lot of us is dying to ask. Now we, we know that Indiana is not a, um, major market so to speak which i don't understand why since we're the state of basketball why we would be a major market when it comes to basketball but they're not and we we they don't come here i think a lot of fans believe is because the organization is not willing to spend the money on the correct people when you do farm grow them and they become a good quality budding superstar and then something happens with money or organizational things or things like that, and they leave. You know what I mean? And so we always end up having this, this team that's good enough to be good, but just always seems to be right there, not ready to go over that hump. What what do you have on yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree. I mean, it's uh, – and I don't know if it's – um, 
they're not willing to pay. I don't, you know, I don't know enough about that to say if they, if they're willing to pay or if they're not, that's, that's not for me to decide, but um, I know historically we just, we just haven't been able to attract free agents for whatever reason that, you know, and, and I shouldn't say free agents, um, you know, these quote unquote top 10 players, we haven't been able to get to get one of those guys. Um, I think Paul George is in that space, but you drafted him, um, you know, so, and then for whatever reason that fell apart and ended up trading him. But um, it's either going to be trade. And you also brought, you know, brought in Victor Oladipo, who was a, who was a guy who ended up going on to be an all-star. DeMontis Sabonis is, uh, was an all-star last year. He's probably going to be, be an all-star again this year. But again, no guys um, that were actually signed uh, during the free agency period. Storm. All right. Uh, I got another one. This is kind of a little bit lighter. Um, <laughs> who is your favorite pacer? This is the first one. It's kind of a two parter. Who's your favorite pacer right now to watch? And then, second, who is your favorite NBA player all time? Like, who's the one that got you playing? Who's the one where you pretended to be in the driveway, three, two, one, put the shot up? Yeah. So, favorite player right now, um, it's probably, you know, I'm probably biased to the point guards, but uh, I'm going to go with Malcolm Brogdon. <laughs> you know, I'm going I'm to go, go with Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, I love what he's been able to do. Um, he's a guy to play with Giannis. Uh, in Milwaukee a couple seasons ago, Giannis was ball dominant, and, and Malcolm was kind of playing off of him. So when we got here and put the ball, in, and, and they put the ball in Malcolm Brogdon's hand, you didn't really know what you were going to get from a, a guy who was a primary ball handler and decision maker. But he has exceeded all expectations, and especially this year has been incredible. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with Malcolm. And then all-time favorite, now, I grew up in the 90s, so uh, I'm, a, I'm a Jordan kid at heart. Um, so he, you know, I, I followed him in and out, had all the posters all over my wall and everything. But, um, you know, the only caveat to that is I don't think he's the greatest of all time. You don't think Jordan I, is? I'm with you, bro. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a 90s kid, but I'm not one of these old disgruntled ones like, oh, my my day and our day and their day. Uh, I think LeBron uh, surpassed him. Oh, I mean, the I, king is nice, but I I don't I don't agree with either one of them. <laughs> who are you going with? Yeah. Kobe or somebody? I mean, I'm, I'm going with Cat, man, but I am a Kobe dude. Who? But I, I'm going, going with Cat. Kareem. Kareem, captain. Oh, yeah, I know the captain, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's I don't know. I, that's McKenzie's number. That's why she wears 33. Kareem, I'm doing Jamar. Well, I mean, I'm, Carter. I'm between <laughs> Magic and the big O. Like, I... I'm, I'm between both, and then how can you not bring up uh, the man that has what 12, 13 rings? Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not one of these. Uh, I'm not one of these people that's giving everybody like giving them the the credit and the, giving them the, the crown because they got all these championships. If you play if you play a team sport, then the, obviously the championships are definitely important. I totally agree with that, but it's not the end all be all to me. But Bill right, Russell, guys. Bill Russell was a beast because he was going against um, exactly. The, so yeah, the, so the those players people, yeah, he so went people, against. Yeah, so the people who say Mike went six for six, so you got to give it to him. All right, then with that, that's your argument. Then Bill Russell was running away with it. Right, yeah. ran away with it. <laughs> I think they won what eight <laughs> in a row <laughs> or yeah. something like that. They won eight out of ten or ten out of twelve or something yeah, crazy like that. I mean, plus. And if you go off championships, Robert Ory is the second greatest <laughs> player ever. <laughs> right. Exactly. 
But it uh, looks like we got a, a question from somebody who's watching on our YouTube feed. Should yeah. the Wizards get rid of Bradley Bill or or get rid of Bradley Bill and get assets? Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at that. Um, that team, for whatever, if I were him, I'd be trying to do that if I wanted to win. Um, but yeah, I mean, they just haven't been able to get over the hump with him. You know, first it was him and John Wall, and then John Wall had injury issues. Now you got Russell Westbrook. Um, you definitely can get some some major assets with with Bradley Bill. I think he's you know one of the best, if not the best, two guard in the league. You probably put him up there with Clay Thompson and, and a, you know a couple other guys, but he's right there with anybody you name. All right, I got I got one that's off pace or topic. Okay, in the I've heard uh, last couple of weeks, um, Steve Steve Nat Steve Nash. Say again. I said, bear with me. I'm still here with you. Oh, okay. Uh, we had uh, Steve Nash, who was uh, talking about Kyrie Irving's uh, skill set. So he, I can't give you quote for quote or word for word for what he said, but he basically said that Kyrie Irving was a better skilled player than Allen Iverson. Now, I don't think he's saying Kyrie is a better player player i just think he's meaning that he's a better um skilled player as in ball handling and shooting type deal than alan iverson what are your thoughts on that Kyrie is yeah yeah i totally agree with that yeah Kyrie is we we haven't seen a guy the what he can do with a ball and finish at the rim um yeah i will say i'll probably say you know alan obviously had a different different mentality than him um you never saw AI miss games and he go out there and, and get it done regardless of what was going on around him. But straight skill set wise, yeah, give me Kyrie Irving. I agree. So I just want to hear somebody <laughs> else agree with me as well. <laughs> Absolutely. And I and yeah, and I and I know AI um um I don't know him personally, but I'm saying I know him up close and personal in terms of playing against him. And uh, my, one of my kids' favorite things to do is just out the blue, they'll pull up this highlight of when he hit a game winner on me. So they think that's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> As only kids can do. Yeah, yeah. so they, they, they take full advantage of that moment all the time. But, um, but yeah, skill set-wise, Kyrie is in, is in a different stratosphere than, than just about everybody else. So the Pacers, uh, we mentioned that the Pacers actually play Brooklyn tomorrow night. But y'all won't see them with the with the full three headed monster because I think Durant is still out with this weird ass contact tracing thing they got going on. Right. <laughs> but um, I think that's how how y'all go. How do you think they should handle that attack coming from Harding and Kyrie? You know, I, obviously I think we could score on them, but how are we going to keep them from scoring where our offensive production can be useful? Yeah, I mean. If, when you find that out, you need to go sit down on their bench. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're going to have their hands full with, with, with Harden and, and, and Kyrie Irving together. Um, yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's tough to ask in that, that team. But to your point, they give up points big, right? They're giving up 120 all the time. So um, the patient should be able to score. Um, but, you know, with any of these great players, you just, just try to make it as hard on them as possible. Problem is they got a couple of them out there. <laughs> so, um, you know, everybody's got to, you know, in terms of their work and their commitment to, to moving around, communicating, it's got to be, you know, on the, on the next level to be able to compete with this team. 
Storm, you got anything else? Yeah, I got one more. It's real lighthearted as well. Um, so your time as an NBA player, and maybe you can even open up to your time overseas. Is there what's the craziest thing you witnessed that you can say without getting in trouble? <laughs> witnessed. Um, like just open the door a little bit on what is kind of like maybe a locker room thing or maybe some when you guys were out around the town on a road game or all star weekend. <laughs> yeah, I need, to, I need to prepare for this one. Uh, I'm not sure actually. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm not. Trust me, if I had something, I, I would I would share it with you. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm actually, I'm sure there is something, but uh, <laughs> I just can't think of it right now. It's just that I, getting in trouble thing that's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I would just tell you. I would say, hey, I got something, but uh, that's just yeah, we talked about that offline. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my last thing I got is. Like you were only here in Indiana for I think uh year a season or two, correct? Two seasons, oh four to oh six, yep. How the hell did you end up settling here in Carmel? I I mean, like because yeah, <laughs> you left, you know, went and played overseas played some more yep. and a couple more NBA teams, but then you I know Indiana's a great place to live. It's pretty awesome. But what got it's you back the cost here? Cost of living. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I will say, yeah, I will say all of that. Um, the biggest thing is, so when we first got here, the kids were four and two years old. My son was four, Kiara was two. Um, and then they obviously, actually, they, they had just had birthdays, five and three. So they were starting school and um, probably, I don't know, eight months into being here, something like that. Um, we decided that this was going to be home. You know, there's a, there's a chance, you know, maybe I resign with the Pacers, maybe I don't, but I'm going to go play other places. Um but we decided, you know, my, my wife had made friends. We loved our neighborhood. We were in the same house that we were, that we got here in 04. Um, you know, the kids were in, in school at the time. We, we liked the school there. So there was a lot of different things that we enjoyed and um, thought it would be a good situation for them. And, you know, who, who knows where this basketball was going to take me and, and how long it would take me there. And um, didn't really want them bouncing around, you know, especially once they started school, in and out of school for the next, I don't know, however many years. So, um yeah, so that's kind of how we settled settled on it, and um, yeah, immediately started recruiting family members. So, like my family's here, wife's family's here. Like, yeah, so we're here now. Awesome, yeah. welcome. It's yeah. who's your pride? Yeah, you actually, you actually, uh, I'm sure you saw the the crew a number of different times at at the Carmel games. With, you know, my son and my daughter over there. So, um, yeah, so we, yeah, they're uh, they're pretty deep. I, I was yeah. Mag Mag brings a a nice. You know, without the COVID being protocol, you know, she brings yeah. a good 10, 12 people to the game. So we're used to it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, entourage. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So um, we don't have anything else for you tonight, my good man. So why don't you I tell do the got one more oh, thing? You got yeah. one more? Go, Go ahead. ahead. I think oh. you were going where I was going. I think you were going where I was going. So what? Tell the people where they can get in touch with him at. Yep, where they can see him. <laughs> <laughs> we on the same. We there. Yeah. So with your with your uh, with your training, you're all out, and also with the the, the new program you got achieve. What you tell the people how they can get with you? Um. Well, all out is kind of a little bit on hold. Uh, you know, up to uh, right now, um, I do have a Nike camp that's going to uh, be available in the summertime. That stuff will be out on like all my social media platforms. So. Um, for Eddie Gill, I think is my Instagram. My son, 
his name is, as you know, is Eddie Gill also. So got to make sure, make sure you're on the right one, but I'm pretty sure it's number four, Eddie Gill. And then uh, Twitter, Eddie underscore Gill, um, the number four. So give me either, either, either of those places. Um, and then kind of you be able to keep up to speed as to some of these things that are going on. Um, and then also LinkedIn for the, for the business folks out there. That's right. You are in the uh, the finance thing. We follow you on uh, LinkedIn. We try to share some of the things you put out there. Good insight. So uh, yes, we thank you for that. So um, anything else you got, Storm? No, I'm good. Just want to thank you for coming on. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, hope to see you again. Yeah, no, absolutely. Anytime we can we can do it again. And, uh, you know, we get a little bit deeper in the season. Maybe come on and talk some more hoop. Hey, I'm all good for it. And I will say this. Uh, you see, we are Michigan fans, so if you could ever get Karis to, to hop on with us, we're cool with that. But yeah. I'd rather talk to uh, the JJ because I want to know where to get these damn suits. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we pull it All right. off. All right. Thanks a lot. We're going to let you go. We're going to finish up, and then uh, we'll get this out on our social media. Thanks, bro. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. All right, buddy. So there you go, man. Great show. What do you think, bro? Hey, I think it was great. I feel like we had good questions. I don't think he got in trouble. Everybody still have their jobs. Um, and uh, it was our first guest duo. So uh, how you how you think I did? That was my first guest period. So what do you think? I thought she was doing great. I know your I son was having a ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's having a ball, picking at you. And another one. That was great. Especially if he threw a meme up there, a DJ yeah. Cal. <laughs> I'd have laughed really hard. I'd have might have put it up on the screen. <laughs> but no, uh, hey man, that was awesome. So obviously it's time for us to do our closeout. So make sure you check out all of our uh, ooh man. Great football show, but obviously I will talk about that tomorrow on the Dukes of Football. But <laughs> anyway, but uh make sure you check out all the other shows on the network. Uh, on Mondays, we got Bet Your Ass with Rafael Esparza and Dan at 7.30. On Tuesdays, obviously, you have us. On Wednesday, myself and the Lion, the Dukes of Football, are hitting you at 7.30. On Thursday, our fabulous Monica P. and uh, Quantum Inspirations will be uh, getting your mental side of things all in order. On Friday, Mr. DeLion and the Combat Zone will give you everything that kicks, hits, and spits. <laughs> you know, on Fridays at 7.30. Uh, I think we've got a new pairing uh, with my man Storm and Steven over at uh, Super Kicking It With Steven, our wrestling show on Saturdays at 12 or 12.30. One of the two. Mid-doom. There you go. And then on Sunday, the most hilarious person in our staff, Tommy Boy, he is bringing you all the racing news over at Checker Records where they uh, drive fast, shift hard, and keep the rubber on the road. So, Storm, what you got for the eye of the storm, bro? Eye of the storm, I am looking out for all the fellows. And honestly, you know what? The females as well. Because Valentine's Day is not just for the women. <laughs> Wink, wink. But <laughs> just a reminder to let everyone know it is coming up Sunday. So your loved ones, please do whatever. It does not have to be financial. It could be just an act of kindness. But do something for your loved ones. 
shout out for Big Storm. And also, one more thing. Our brother, birthday today, Royce T. Anderson. I want to wish him a happy birthday and many more. You better call Tyrone. Call him. <laughs> happy birthday, bro. Uh, yeah, we got you. <laughs> um, what I got for the one thought. And this is has absolutely nothing to do with sports. But, yeah, we're going to make sure we throw our birthday shout-outs. Julian, pre-happy birthday uh, this week on the 13th. Uh, see you. Happy birthday belated to Royce's uh, oldest child, Elliot. His He popped up, and I think he's expecting as well. So uh, happy birthday to those guys. But uh, this has absolutely nothing to do with the sports world. If you put Gorilla Glue in your damn <laughs> head. <laughs> I saw that story. You need to be committed. That's <laughs> as simple as that. How do you have the audacity? And who is the dumbass lawyer that says, hey, let's sue Gorilla Glue for being Gorilla Glue? <laughs> How dare they do what they say? Oh, <laughs> uh, let's read the fine print. Oh, uh-oh, they didn't say hair, so I can use it on hair. Dumbass. <laughs> that's that's what I got for the one thought. <laughs> so there you have it, folks. Uh, State of basketball, big storm, the one, BW Sports Hoops, BW Sports One. Check us out on everything, bwsportsone.com. Holler. Peace. Uh, I got to find the button again. There it Usually. is. Usually. There you go. <laughs>